0: Welcome to the podcast of Harvest Baptist Church in Harvest, Alabama. We invite you into our sanctuary as we dive into God's Word with our pastor, Dr. Al Perringer. Well, good to see all of you here this morning. Yeah, it was D-Now weekend, Discipleship Now. I do have to say I love the colors, Packer colors. Thank you, Chad, for making them Packer colors or John Deere Tracker colors. I don't know which you want to say, but it has been a good weekend from everything that I hear. You know that the theme that they uh, have obviously is frequency, that's all over our uh, shirts, but tuning into the voice uh, that matters. And we're gonna continue that uh, theme today as we look in John chapter 10. If you'll take your Bibles and turn to John chapter 10. I believe that this is a very timely message Uh, You know, it's a timely theme, not just for our our youth, but uh, for everyone, because it doesn't matter what your age is, we are constantly bombarded by all sorts of voices in this world that are trying to speak into our lives and are trying to influence the direction uh, that we walk in, whether it's through the entertainment we watch, whether it's through sports, whether it's through social media. There are millions of voices that are trying to guide us in a particular direction. And we wanna make sure that we are tuning into the voice that matters. And the only voice that matters is the voice of God. Now, over the weekend, Chad has touched upon uh, subjects such such as distractions that keep us from listening to the voice of God. He's touched upon, you know, sometimes when it seems that there is silence that comes from God. I mean, that does not mean that God has left us or forsaken us. you know he 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 might not always speak to us in in the way we're expecting or the way that we want uh, but god still speaks to us and today i want to finish up the d now theme and talk about knowing god's uh, voice and so i'm inviting the entire church uh, into d now so you are all now officially part uh, of D now and i want us to be discipled into tuning into god's voice but in order to tune into God's voice we need to know God's voice if we're going to tune into the frequency of God's voice, let to go with the theme we need to be able to know God's voice and, and here in John chapter 10 Jesus taught us how to distinguish God's voice from all the other voices that might come our way and I, I want us to be encouraged this morning knowing that God's voice can be spiritually heard spiritually known and definitely Is a voice that can be followed and so I want to read verses 1 through 10 of John chapter 10 if you'll stand in reverence to the reading of God's holy word as I read these 10 verses and this is Jesus speaking and he says truly truly I say to you he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way that man is a thief and a robber but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep to him the gatekeeper opens All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep do not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and will find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Let's pray. Our God in heaven, I pray that you help us tune everything else out and tune into your voice that we may live live pleasing to you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. You may be seated. To give you a little bit of context, now just before this passage, during uh, the festival of of booths, Jesus had healed a man who was born blind. And and after he healed it, it, it really threw the entire city of Jerusalem in an uproar. Really in a frenzy, especially amongst the religious leaders, because, well, frankly, they took offense at anything that Jesus said or did, and it's no different here. But Jesus used that picture of the man's physical blindness then to touch upon the subject of people's spiritual blindness. And so the Pharisees asked Jesus, do you think we're blind? And Jesus told them, well, because you claim to spiritually see, but obviously they were blind to who Jesus was. No, they actually are spiritually, well, yes, they're spiritually blind. And because of that, they are guilty before God. And here are these religious leaders who claim to be the voice of God to the people. But they were blind to who God was. They were blind to what God has done. They were blind to who God had sent. And so Jesus wanted to let these religious leaders, and he wanted to let the crowd know where they really can hear the voice of God, and it wasn't from the Pharisees. And, and so to make the point, Jesus uses a picture that was very familiar you know, in, to people of that day. I mean, Israel was very much a, a, an agriculture and a farming community, so sheep and shepherds and all that, I mean, that was, that was an everyday occurrence. You always ran into sheep and, and, and shepherds and so he used that that picture of sheep and shepherds to point people to where the true voice of god could be found and so i want to consider the picture that jesus gives we're going to do something a little bit different though because we're going to look at the passage backwards meaning we're going to start at the end and then move our way back to the beginning because that's where i believe the logic of jesus's point can be found in doing that and so today i want to consider three lessons about knowing god's voice And the first lesson that jesus tells us is that we need to be part of god's flock if we want to hear the voice of god we need to be part of god's flock if you you have to be one of his sheep if you're going to hear the shepherd right and so in, in the passage jesus i mean he uses a lot of different elements here you know the flock of sheep that represents the real people of god you have the sheep fold which was an enclosed area it was enclosed by a very large stone wall, and there was just one one door in and out. Um, you know that sheepfold. We could say that represents God's kingdom, represents God's protection. But then you have a shepherd, you have a gatekeeper, you have a door. All these different pictures, and in really, in some way, shape, or form, all of those picture uh, and represent Jesus Christ. But now, in this last part of the passage, Jesus says in, in verse nine, and then he repeats it in verse uh, verse seven and verse nine that he is the door of the sheep. In verse nine, he makes it clear that if anyone is gonna enter into this sheepfold that he's been talking about, if anyone's gonna find salvation, if anyone's gonna find pasture, if anyone's gonna find abundant life, you have to go through the one door. That means if you wanna be a part of God's kingdom, if you wanna be a part of God's people, you have to enter through the one and only door. And that is Jesus Christ. You know, most buildings today, they have several entrances. My house, you have a front door, you have a back door, you have a garage door. The church here has doors galore you can go in and out of. The Jews in the first century, they were very familiar with the concept of a sheepfold. They knew there was only one door into a sheepfold. And that means there is only one door, one way, one entrance to be a part of God's kingdom, to be a part of God's flock. And that's through Jesus Christ. And if you are going to hear the voice of God, you need to first be part of the flock. You need to enter through Jesus Christ, much to the part of God's flock, and then you hear His voice. Because what did Jesus say? Jesus said, "I am the door. If anyone enters by me, if anyone enters by me, not religion." If anyone enters by me, not good works. If anyone enters by me, not some made-up personal ethic. If anyone enters by me, not walking down an aisle. If anyone enters by me, not getting baptized. If anyone enters by me, not because my parents are Christian. If anyone enters by me, not because my uncle is a pastor. Jesus says, by me. Then you're one of God's sheep, and then you belong to the people of God. And listen to what, you, what he says you receive when you enter by him. Verse 9, you receive salvation. You are delivered from the penalty and power of your sin. You are forgiven, and all of your sins are cleansed and not held against you. He goes on to say that you're able to go in and out and find pasture. Now, that doesn't mean you can kind of go in and out of salvation or in and out of of being part of God's flock. It's referring to the safety and security that you have in Jesus Christ because a sheep would not leave the sheepfold if there was danger anywhere. They wouldn't leave the sheepfold if if they didn't feel safe. They would just cower in the sheepfold. But Jesus is saying once you have entered through him, you're free to move about because you're under his protection. You are safe and secure. In him and then jesus says in verse 10 you are you will receive abundant life and that is not abundant life that the world says like you have abundant life it doesn't mean you're going to be rich and famous and and, and healthy healthy all the time and, and all of that it's not talking about abundance on this earth it's talking about the abundance of eternity true spiritual life i mean we are a generation that lives in anxiety and fear and worry and anger and worldliness and fleshliness because we are not living in the abundance Of Christ I mean even even Christians are not living in that abundance because we're trying to live life our own way and do things our own way we're not living in Christ only in Christ is true abundance Jesus says in in John 17 3 that true abundant eternal life is knowing the one true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent it is a life growing in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ only when you have this life in Christ Are you part of God's flock? And only when you're a part of God's flock can you hear God's voice. And so that's the first lesson. You've got to be part of God's flock. But then once you're part of God's flock, the second lesson is that you need to be led by Christ's voice. And the emphasis is on Christ. Be led by his voice voice now in verses 3 through 5 Jesus describes himself as the shepherd and then later on in the same chapter he describes himself as the good shepherd and the shepherd cares for the sheep and the shepherd provides for the sheep and the shepherd protects the sheep and the shepherd leads the sheep the shepherd is going to lead the sheep where they need to go to experience the abundant life that he talks about in verse 10 the shepherd will lead the sheep to the green pastures The shepherd will lead the sheep to the still waters, the places where our souls can find rest and refreshment. And notice what Christ says here. He says in verse 3 that the sheep hear the shepherd's voice as he calls them by name, and they recognize his voice. Isn't that wonderful? It says the shepherd calls us by name. He knows the individual sheep. Now, I don't know about you, not that I've hung out with sheep a whole lot, but all the sheep I've seen, they look the same. I wouldn't be able to tell one sheep from another. I'd call them all one name because I have no idea which one you're Bob and you're Bob and you're Bob. I have no idea what sheep you are. You're just you're sheep. Not with Christ, you know. To Christ, we are not just another cog in the machine of the world. We are not just one of many that cannot be told apart from anybody else. If you belong to Jesus Christ, He knows your name. He knows you. You are loved. You are cherished by the shepherd. He knows you as an individual. He calls you by name to hear his voice. He says to me, Al, hear my voice. He says to you, hear and follow my voice. Then in verse 4, he says that when he brings his sheep out, he calls them out. It says that he goes before them notice that Jesus doesn't lead from behind trying to push the sheep where he wants them to go and again I've not been around sheep I'm sure it's not very easy to push sheep anyway but you know he doesn't go behind the sheep he isn't driving the sheep like you know you might drive cattle using whips and flogs and whatever else to direct them. He he goes before them he leads from the front he and he calls the sheep out And by his voice he's saying this is the way follow me follow my voice follow the path I will lead you where you need to go this is the way and so he calls the sheep to follow him as he leads them that there's the voice this is how we are led to where God wants us to be he leads from the front and calls us to follow his voice but how do we know if the voice is the voice of Christ Even Jesus himself here in this passage said, there's voices of strangers. How do we know that we're following Christ's voice? Well, I'm gonna quickly mention several ways to know if you're following Christ's voice. First, does the voice align with scripture? Does the voice align with scripture? If you think a thought, you feel a feeling, you get an inkling, you hear a voice, so to speak, And if it contradicts scripture that is not the voice of God that is not the voice of Christ but if the voice is confirmed by scripture then it is of God Jesus would never uh, say anything that would contradict his word his holy word and so if something in the world is trying to lead you toward something that is blatantly against scripture you know that is not the voice of god but if something is trying to draw you closer to god if something is trying to draw you closer to the word of god and being in being uh obedient to the word of god then you know it is his voice that's why it's so important to know the bible that's why it's so important to know scripture how are you going to compare the voice to scripture if you don't know the scripture? How will you know? And so you you, you compare the voice to scripture. But then secondly, does the Holy Spirit within you give you a peace about what the voice is saying? So when you come to faith in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is given to you, the Holy Spirit indwells you, and the Holy Spirit will confirm if the voice that you are hearing, so to speak, is the voice of God or not. If, if what you have heard is of God, the Spirit of God within you will give you peace. The Spirit of God will confirm and, and, and give you peace. But, but if what we hear is not of God, it's gonna cause turmoil. It's gonna cause confusion within us. And so when, when you're watching a show or maybe you're reading something online and, and there's something within you that just says, they're just. There's just something not right about this. That's the Holy Spirit saying, they're not. yeah, that's not the voice of God in that. If there's someone in your life that's trying to lead you in a certain direction, and it's like spiritual red flags start just, you know, mayday, mayday. The red flags start waving. You know what? That's the Holy Spirit telling you that's not the voice of God. But if what you hear brings peace, in your soul it, and and it conforms to scripture obviously then it's the voice of God third if you want to confirm if something is God's voice or not then seek godly counsel from people that you that you know have a very close walk with Christ proverbs 11:14 says where there's no guidance a people falls but in the abundance of counselors there is safety and so for our students for our youth first that means you go to your parents You go to your parents, they are given charge of you, your complete care, including your spiritual care. Start with them, get their input. input. And, And then after them, you come to your pastors, you come to your church leaders, you go to friends who you know have a close walk with Christ. And they will counsel, be able to help you and counsel you if something is the voice of God. And then fourth, the question we have to ask of the voice, is the voice leading you towards spiritual fruit? Does the voice lead you to be more like Christ? Does the voice lead you to reflect his character? Or on the opposite end, does the voice lead you to look more like the world? Because the voice of Christ will lead you to reflect the word of Christ and the spirit of Christ, and you will bear spiritual fruit. The spiritual fruit in in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Is the voice leading you toward those? So if you want to know the voice of God, you first become part of God's people through Jesus Christ, and then you allow yourself to be led by Christ's voice. And we've talked about how. But I want to close today with the third les- lesson, and it's a warning. Just so everyone here needs to know. Youth, you need to know. Everyone needs to know. You need to be aware of false teachers. They're out there. You need to beware of false teachers. In verse 1, Jesus warned that there are going to be those who try to get to the sheep by illegitimate means. In verse 5, he warns that there's going to be strangers who try to lead the sheep astray. In verse 8 and verse 10, he warns that there would be thieves who would try to steal and kill to tell the difference. You need to, t- you need to take the voice and test it. That's why John said in 1 John 4, 1, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. And so you need to test the voices, you need to test the spirits. And here's the thing, first, I mean, if you're not part of God's flock, you're not gonna be able to hear Christ's voice, you're not gonna be able to hear God's voice, and you're gonna be led by the wrong voices because you're completely deaf to the voice of the shepherd you need to start with christ but then you need to make sure to know how to hear christ's voice how to hear the voice of the shepherd be led and you know i mentioned those in in the previous point and if you're founded in these then you should be able to tell the difference between the voice of god and a voice that is not you need to be able to discern because the voice of the thief the voice of the robber The voice of the stranger is trying to lead you astray, harm your walk with God, make you ineffective for the kingdom, and take you away from the life of spiritual abundance that Jesus says is yours. I mean, it's yours in him. And youth, you need to especially listen to this. Just because a voice says, or even labels itself as Christian doesn't necessarily mean it's Christ's voice. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's God's voice. Just because some dude on TikTok says that he's speaking from a Christian perspective doesn't mean that he's actually speaking from a Christian perspective. You need to be able to discern that. Just because some gal on Instagram is posting scripture doesn't mean she isn't trying to take that scripture and twist it into something that it was never meant to be. She's twisting it to her own ends. Just because something labels itself as Christian does not make it a Christian. I mean, that's what our society is about, labeling yourself whatever you want today, right? And so just because you use the label of Christian doesn't mean that it is Christian. Christian, there are tens of thousands of voices out there that identify as speaking the voice of God, but in reality, they're speaking the voice of the flesh. They're speaking the voice of the world. They're speaking the voice of the devil. And again, you, you can discern that in the ways that we talked about being led by Christ's voice. If a voice says something that goes against Scripture, it's not the voice of God. If, if a voice Raises the red flags of the Holy Spirit. It's not the voice of God if 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 voices go against the godly counsel of people in your life It's not the voice of God If there's a voice that leads you away from Christ likeness and leads you away from spiritual fruit That is not the voice you need to listen to you need to mark those voices and avoid them But I also want to encourage the youth and everybody else when you're listening to you know true biblical preachers and teachers and things like that, those who are really are doing, doing the work of the Lord, you still need to listen to them with a discerning heart. Because I encourage everyone to be Bereans. In Acts chapter 17, Paul and Silas, they, they went to the city of Berea, and, and it says there in Acts 17 that these people were more noble because they heard what Paul was teaching, but then they went to the scripture daily to actually see if what he was saying is true. And so I'm not trying to make anyone paranoid or say you can't trust anyone, but even the biblical preachers that we trust sometimes make mistakes or misspeak. I would love to say that I never make a mistake, right? There's that that old joke, I never make make a mistake. I thought I did once, but I was wrong. You know, uh, I'd love to say that I I never make a mistake, but the truth is we humans are fallible creatures. And I want you to trust Scripture in its context even more than you trust me. Take what I say, something to the effect of, oh, you just need to trust me. I know what I'm talking about instead of pointing you and saying, well, just look in scripture and see what scripture says. If someone says, trust me, instead of saying, look at scripture, yeah, big red flag, really big red flag. And and so listen to the voice of God coming through us, but discern, making sure, you know, just reject anything that doesn't fit with scripture or talk with the preacher or teacher about it. Uh, even your your most favorite celebrity TV radio preacher sometimes they say something you know that 's wrong you know not, nothing it 's not a gospel issue it 's not a salvation issue or anything like that and there's there 's issues that biblical preachers and teachers and scholars and everyone disagree among themselves about different things and you know that you again search the scripture to see where you land now if someone gets you know, we 're we're so quick to label people heretics over minor things. Now, if someone like definitely twists the gospel, twists twist salvation, if they get salvation wrong and they get the gospel wrong, well, yeah, then they're a heretic. But you know, just, you know we don't, just because we disagree with someone about some point over here, eschatology, or you know, last times or something like that. But, but discern, be able to discern God's voice, go into scripture, be able to discern God's voice, what is the Holy Spirit saying? Be able to discern God's voice. What, is, what, is, what do the people in your life who are godly have to say? It, it, discern God's voice, is it drawing you closer to Christ-likeness and, and bearing fruit within you? We have to, we, we have to, have to be aware. I, w- I wanna close with this thought. Back in the late 80s, early 90s, Uh, Star Trek the next generation TV show came out yeah I mean my nerd is showing Um, but you know the way that they got things done on the Starship Enterprise is that they would say the word computer and then they would give the computer a command and the command and the computer would hear the voice and follow the words and follow follow the command now you know back then back in the late 80s early 90s and we we thought Oh, people are gonna talk to computers. That's the silliest thing I ever heard. Man, that'd be great if it ever happened. But boy, that's never gonna happen. Who knew? All you gotta do is say Siri or Alexa or whatever, and boom, you're you're talking to the computer, just like on on Star Trek. The The computer on Star Trek heard its name called and then followed the voice that was given to it. There's voices in the world calling you by name wanting to give you commands and input. Which voices are you listening to? Which voices are you following? Just so you know, the voice of culture is not the voice of God. The voice of actors and athletes are not the voice of God. The voice of social media influencers are not the voice of God. You come to God through Christ and you listen to his voice. Today, Christian, maybe you need to come to the altar and just gain some clarity in hearing the voice of God. You're being bombarded by the voices of the world. You need some clarity to hear the voice of God. Come to the altar and seek that clarity. Maybe there's someone in your life that you know is listening to the wrong voices. Come to the altar and pray for them that the voice of God would be made clear in their life. But maybe there are some here You can't hear God's voice because you're not part of God's flock until you repent and believe in Jesus Christ. You're never going to hear God's voice. You never will. And, And so I'll be standing up front. I would love to let you introduce you to Christ, my savior, through whom you can hear the voice of God. And the Bible says there be rejoicing in heaven for every sinner that's saved. Come and be saved and hear his voice. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Harvest Baptist Church. For more information, visit us online at harvest-baptist.org or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can also find info on our children's ministry on Facebook at Harvest Baptist Children's Ministry or on Instagram at KidsQuestHBC. Our student ministries on Facebook at HBC Vertical Student Ministry.